Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers with the Brewers Guess what Adam? What's that? It's football season The day is here Now are we legally allowed Like if I was like Like is that okay? I think if you do it with your mouth I'm not even sure we're allowed to say I'm not even sure we're allowed to say football season well, we have got an official start to the season today, and boy, do we ever have a couple great beers mm-hmm. on the podcast we this sure week. Do, Mark. I'm Mark Richards, Adam Benner, hello, Walty Keys, here we are, Go Bucks, and Brewer Dan Schaefer, ahoy, here to drop all the deets on these two killer throwback to the football days because they are back. Full seating in the stadium as well. Are we maybe paying homage as well? Is Ooh, that, we that, will be paying a little homage. Is that, is that what we're doing? That's fair to say. So this week we're going to be drinking two beers for the Buckeye football game. Also available here in a couple weeks in the shoe. Week and a half. Not even a couple weeks. Week Ten and days. Yeah, it's closing in. September 11th. Skull Session Lager. Light, refreshing, and crisp. And, but wait, there's more, Stiff Arm IPA, the return. Everyone's been asking for it, or at least some people. Hoppy, balanced, and classic. It is tasting so good, too, I will have to admit. Both these beers. It's got that classic red and white can that looks like something else that says classic on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic. It's a classic. So starting out, I believe we should go with the light one first, which is pretty light and, and refreshing. The Skull Session, Dan. It's yep. a tasty beer. Oh, yeah. Tribute to the band kids here. The, the people with instruments. People with instruments. Mm. Yeah. We'll talk Re- about that real later. Ones, not just mouth horns. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, a Vienna lager. Um, 16, 16% ABV. Nice one, Mark. See, I'll just read anything. Real light. Yeah, uh, 16, 16 IBUs, 4.6%. ABV, a little bit of uh, Mount Hood hops, a little earthy, spicy thing. Uh, mostly this is all about the malt and uh, the clean lager finish on it. Roughly equal proportion of Vienna, Pilsner, and Munich malt. Um, some nice... Bready malt, um, crackery from the Pilsner, bready from the, the Vienna, and sort of a dark toast from the Munich. And, uh, yeah, you get a lot of, of malt complexity out of a relatively low ABV beer. Yeah, very, very sessionable beer. Um, if you've been following along for, I guess, the past maybe five years, I think it was probably year three or so that we came out with the first iteration with Skull Session Lager. And the idea was, again, paying homage to uh, the, uh, for those of you who aren't, I guess, there down in Columbus for game day traditions, uh, a skull session is kind of uh, what's known as a, either in bands or military tactics, uh, kind of the the preparing before the battle. And as 
uh, Ohio State's band is a military band. They hold the Skull Session uh, pep rally before all the home games in St. John's Arena. So it was, again, us paying homage to it. So originally the beer was a Scarlet Lager, and uh, the issue with that was we just wanted something that we could really just drink a lot on game day and that scarlet lager didn't have that uh crushability no it's a little a little heavy a little caramelly um a little too bitter just a little bit too much of everything but i think mm. everyone around here really likes vienna's and um oh definitely you know, uh, steve z took a couple of different iterations uh before it became a hellas but uh this is steve z ask if anyone remembers steve z Poor Steezy. Certainly, that beer played a heavy part in deciding the recipe for this. Yeah, but classic Vienna lager taste. You get a little, it's not just that crisp, clean, hot bitterness that you would expect from from a Pilsner or Pool Party. And it's got a little more complexity than house beer, if you're here in in the tap room. So it's it's a great compliment to the beer that we're going to be talking about later, that um, if you're in the stadium... And looking for something to extend and still want to support a local, locally owned brewery owned by a couple of alumni. This is a perfect game day beer. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, yeah, if you're coming down tonight to watch the Ohio State-Minnesota game here in the beer garden, we'll have this available. Mm-hmm. You also, as Mark said, this will be available in 16-ounce cans at... Ohio Stadium coming up, uh, starting for the Oregon game uh, there on September 11th. So I guess I got a question. Now we'll do it as if it was 12 ounce cans, but how crushable is yeah, it? Yeah, both available. Yeah. And oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's available as yeah. 12 ounce cans here at the mm-hmm. tap room. Yeah. So you could take even if you're not staying here for that Minnesota game. Even though why wouldn't you? Weather report: 75 degrees and sunny low in the high 50s put a little sweatshirt on come out to the beer garden watching football oh it sounds great be absolutely is it gonna be in the 50s tonight the, the the low the high 75 low 55 i mean it's not gonna be by the end of the game it could be a little crisp we literally went from the that's dog days of summer to football weather in about five days it's on that seven eight or nine we can go up to six how crushable is it that's right um I, I'm just going to go six crusher. If these are 12s. Yeah, I don't even know. This is probably not even a question. It's 4.6. It's game day. Mm-hmm. This is easy six crusher. Walt, can you jump on board? Sure. Dan? Six. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. We got a unanimous six. I'm six not crusher. even usually a lager drinker, but it's pretty crisp and uh, tasty. Oh, yeah. It is really good. And also to note, if you are coming down here for the game, Always crush responsibly. Crush responsibly. Either have a designated driver or take an Uber or Lyft home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I do have to say we did modify this label. um, And as we we mentioned, uh, we're paying homage. And uh, literally, we're paying homage. I'm going to talk about the shift shift here uh, from from the the OG Skull Session label to to the new one. Oh, yeah. So uh, a few years, well, I guess. We didn't do it last year, so it's been a few years now since this beer's been on the package. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did the sort of marching skeletons uh, artwork originally. It was sort of a red and light red, uh, aka pink um, label, uh, which I always quite liked. But uh, we, uh, when talking with our friends from Homage about um, 
doing, you know, we've done a few things with them now, but a few years ago, they wanted to do another shirt with us, and, you know, this, the sort of game day connection made sense, and so we sort of targeted Skull Session as a beer to do a shirt with homage for, and when working with people like that, it's it's fun to, like, not, not say, like, hey, just take our artwork from the can and put it on a shirt, well, you know, especially when you got a design team like they've got over at Homage, you want to see what they can do, and so they put together a design it's a similar um, theme, a marching skeleton, but totally different look to it. And uh, I think the shirt's done pretty well for them and for everyone ever we've had them here at the tap room. They sold pretty good, so people like that that artwork, and, and we all like it here. So we we thought we'd mix it up and uh, go with the sort of homage take on the skull session artwork uh, for this year. So yeah, and I think they look sharp. I mean, black background, very uh, on theme with the colors you might see at the uh, stadium. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it looks really cool. I love that uh, the concept like boomeranged back. You know, they made an homage to your design and then came right back, and here you are with the design on a can again. Yeah. Using theirs. Yeah. So, and it's so cool. And you can get those shirts at the tap room now. We got oh, them yeah. back in stock. So if you want to stock up on, mm-hmm. on, your, on your homage, land grant skull yep. session shirt so so originally too when you know when we came up with the with this brand um knowing to to even walt's point early on our alma mater uh, is not too keen on uh people branding things very close to things that are related yeah, they stay on top now, of it now granted skull session as, as mentioned it's a term about uh strategizing or, or getting before i always thought the name skull if if we had to it was and it's a session logger because it is a, i mean it, and it comes in at 4.6 percent very so, sessionable so session logger uh the beard name is skull skull session so logger. that's go. right so there well, you, you go. can't so, so it's like you can't do that. it take that moritz wow <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh and hopefully no one listens to this podcast. No, it's a, it's a, I mean and 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 we've alluded to it in a, mm. in the past and the fact that I've been going to Ohio State games since I was probably 5 or 6 years old and you know never probably having an alcoholic beverage till they sold stiff arm for the first time in the stadium at the stadium. No, you never drank yeah, it. Never had a, never had a, never had a beer at the stadium or anything. No. Um it, it is it is quite amazing and surreal when we do go to games and be able to drink uh, our own beer um, and uh, and and designs that that Walt have has has made. Uh, it's it, it's pretty amazing. So we uh, we we pinch ourselves every game. So it's a it's it's quite the privilege mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. So we've got a question from a listener this week. Oh my gosh! But you've already spoiled the answer. Well, I kind of have, <laughs> but I think it goes right here. Robert Gladman asked via cheers at landgrantbrewing.com, when will we be able to buy Stiff Arm again? Well, question wow. is answered Timely. now, Robert. Boy, come on down. Yeah, so, yeah, the answer is now, and that should make uh, Bob here a glad man indeed. Oh, yeah. Get on it. And so you does, want a T-shirt. Does Robert Gladman get a free T-shirt for that question? <laughs> he sure does. I mean, <laughs> any right. question from a listener. What a very well-timed apropos. All right, thanks, Bob, for the question. Question from Bob and Dan to tell us all about the recipe, which I know has undergone a lot of changes since Adam's Man, homebrewing that's days. That's quite a professional segue, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same old 6.4% ABV, 60 IBUs. Um, we... 
uh, did pull back the water additions on this a little bit from the sort of super, super sulfate like rakingly dry uh, that we used to do. So it's, it's a little bit more balanced, not a, not a hazy profile at all. Um, uh, the workhorses in this, uh, Centennial and Simcoe, with a little supporting help from some Summit Cascade and Citra. Mostly our, uh, our Craftmaster uh, Silo Malt, a little bit of gold pills for some, uh, some little bready complexity and a little bit of caramel VN for not a ton of caramel character and just a little a touch of low sweetness. Um, it's very, uh, I get a lot of grapefruit, a little bit of caramel with this. It's, uh, tastes like 2012. Um, <laughs> It's it's really is a bit of a if you've been drinking a lot of uh, our hazy stuff like I have been lately it's a bit of a slap in the face if you have this after one of those it's like, oh psh. yeah it um it slaps really I had good. one the other night it's it's yeah I'm it, digging digging it, it it would be nice if you, you could have kind of you know with I guess wine develops a little bit but if there was a way that you could have frozen in time what stiff arm tasted like from the original batches th- that we canned. Uh, I, f- I think I finally got. There was a couple cans in my garage that uh, I, cle- I cleared out as I clean up my garage in spring cleaning. But uh, aged to perfection, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I mean it, it, because volatile you know, temperatures. As Mark said, this is the beer that I think has been tinkered with the most, as it was the first IPA, and uh, you know the the availability of different hops. I think. Uh, we did not have Citra in this originally, but Simcoe was always kind of the, that featured hop that you get that, to Dan's point, that you know that uh, grapefruit and some pine, and that was kind of the dominant characteristic. But there was a lot more caramel malts uh, and even some uh, victory malt in this originally, which had and some Munich, yeah, which has a lot more roasted and you know a lot more malt forward uh with a, the way that the hopping regimen was was a lot more aggressive so not only was it you know more malty it was also more aggressively hop so that beer had shifted slightly over the the last few years as we kind of approach things differently and that's what we always say oh sure was kind of the marriage of a lot of those hazies that Dan's talking about that we've been doing and some of those techniques and what we were doing with stiff arm. So kind of taking that best of both worlds, but you know, it's a different take and to go back to a beer that, you know, a lot of us have, have drinking a lot of once we get past the rest of this, I can do my little bit of a soapbox Cause we get the question all the time about why did stiff arm go away? Where's stiff arm? Isn't that it's your our flagship, flagship beer? beer? It's your flagship Corey, beer, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. um, but especially looking at it and we all commented because Skull Session being a Vienna, it has some malt characteristic to it that we got it here poured in a glass and, you know, it, it looks a lot different than it originally did, but a great, bright, great, bright beer and very good example of a West Coast IPA. I mean, that, that that's what it was. It was that was what was in vogue back, uh, you know, 2013, 2014, when we were getting this going as we're approaching. This was a. What was this batch? This was known as batch two, even though I think it was the third beer we brewed, yeah, right? right? On the board, we yeah, called well, it batch was, two originally. One was Mudder, two was Stiff Arm, three was Gr- Greenskeeper, and four was, was 1862. 1862. So, yeah. um, you know, completely different beer, but I think, you know, it's great to have it back. The biggest mistake I think I ever made 
when it comes to tailgating, and that's really an overstatement <laughs> because I've made even. Oh, here we go. I, I could, Was I could, it when you fell we, in the river? Yeah, almost fell in the river. Almost fell in the river. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a. That's a. That, you'll have to find me at the brewery to, to hear that story. But uh, when it came out, it was the only beer we canned, and it's six and a half percent. And we just were really excited about, hey, we're drinking our own beer on game days, and and you don't want to do that. So as we get into the crushability, uh, I guess that's my question. Let's say we're 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 in the French Fieldhouse lot here at the mm-hmm. Langren Tailgate. How crushable is it? Well, I'll have to say first and foremost. Speaking of another quote-unquote flagship brand, if it had to be called one, I'm sure we get a few requests for Greenskeeper as well. So all being said, what I always knew was green means go, red means stop. Because sometimes that six six and a half has ruined many a good night. Yeah, yeah. our our old uh, sales... uh, person luke's wedding oh man uh i thought red meant go at his wedding and yeah walt at least the next morning uh they meant stop i misread the the stop oh you read it as 4.6 like like skull session Uh uh-huh he must have he must have (laughs) so i say that being said i've learned to really respect this beer i shouldn't go six but i'm gonna just say four Uh, just out of respect for times past dan (laughs) I was also going to say four. I was going to go four, too. Shout out to uh, number four old... uh, Santonio Holmes. uh, I was going to say Jamal Berry. (laughs) Well, that's another Uh, number four, right? Santonio was number four, right? He was a little bit better. I thought we were going Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel also much better than Jamal Berry. Actually, Santonio Holmes... Uh, I don't remember the game, but he had CJ Barnett. He was he had a he had a there was a great picture of him like pointing to the sky, which mm-hmm. was the tree topper and and Walt Nye's, uh senior house Christmas on our Christmas tree. tree. Yeah, so it was decorated with red. He was known as the goat at that time, but I think yeah. uh, Olave is going to pass him up uh, when it's all <clears> said and done. Probably some other better receivers, but I'm going to also make it a unanimous San Antonio Holmes four crusher all right. on a game day. That's Mulberry. good. Mulberry. We're just a very agreeable bunch yeah. this yeah, week. Yeah, we, so we got a unanimous six, unanimous, unanimous four. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll do um, what's funny, a little preview, because uh, we get this question every now and again, and I could go on about a, a half hour to an hour and a half, maybe two-hour rant. I could do a whole TED Talk on uh, flagship, flagship beers. beers. And availability and why <laughs> stiff arm. Uh, so... <laughs> I'll give it my 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 two my. Maybe we should just post your like six page yeah, note that you this. wrote to the employees about uh, yeah. this. It, it, and and if you've been you know obviously following along, we have a lot of uh we we do beers with the brewers every week. We talk about different beers, and not every brewery does that. So as I was trying to explain our rationale behind that in a uh, post COVID post in our employee newsletter, it ended up being a seven page uh, essay, kind of my manifesto. On, on on how I view the craft beer market, uh, and everyone got a little insight into my brain being all over the place. Yeah, which it's always great when Adam does his quote unquote essays because it's actually just dictating them to yes. Siri. Yes, usually I and then I have from- to translate what <laughs> Siri thought Adam said. 
and uh, make it make sense. Yeah. After Usually the fact. I'm walking from my house uh, in the German village area to the brewery, which is about a 20 minute walk, which after a couple cups of coffee in the morning. So I, I feel, six I feel very, very <laughs> yeah. creative. And, and I don't want to reread what I said because I'll probably not want to say it again. So Walt does a great job translating all of that. So, no, in a sense, uh, you know, a lot of historically, a lot of breweries said, hey, this is our flagship beer. You should buy it. And we've always been, you know, we want to make beers people want to drink. And yes, there's a lot of people that want to drink Stiff Arm. But when, you know, we would, we, I'm a numbers guy, we look at the numbers, the numbers are never really there. They kind of worked, but they didn't. And it always depended. We we're very seasonally driven. Uh, the fact that, you know, one, you know, we have a lot of different beers that can, um, really drive sales during the time of the year, and we really want to make beers that kind of fit into that. And when you get the opportunity to sell a beer on the grocery store shelves, they really don't care about what beer it is. They just care that it sells. So if you find yourself um, lagging behind a lot of other brands, you're either going to lose that shelf space or you're going to innovate and change and a lot of the successful breweries have innovated and changed. And those that kind of dug their feet in the ground said, no, this is the beer that we came out with seven, eight years ago. Uh, we're going to keep going with it. It, it, it unfortunately, um, doesn't go well for those, those folks. So, Well, even when you look at like a, a national brand like Sierra Nevada, I mean, looking at what they had and you, that you could get like from Sierra Nevada, at, you know, Kroger in Columbus, Ohio, five, seven years ago. Versus now, I mean, it's you got a dozen different beers from them. I mean, that like they're not just trying to push pale ale because they know like yeah. pale ale's great, but like people the, want new, even from those bigger you know national brands. I believe the number one craft beer nationwide right now is Voodoo Ranger IPA. I'm gonna say New Belgium ain't riding with Fat Tire anymore. Oh yeah, they, that's they, a good example too. Yeah, yeah. That, they still are making Fat Tire, but with a brewery. Because they're they're much larger, they have two two huge production facilities on on both coasts, uh, and with our our limited capacity, you know we we'd love to continue to make all the beers really that that people want, but uh, you you kind of have to pick and choose. So with Stiff Arm out right now in the fall, if all of you go out and buy it up off the sh- well buy it off uh, at the stadium, buy it up here in the tap room. Right now we're just doing tap room. Uh, only with it, Th- that might change. That might change uh, our views on it. But you know, I think the brewers have have come up with a uh, a great beer that I, I probably drink uh, a lot more than I did Stiff Arm in Osher, and it gives the opportunity to keep on reinventing, and you know, not necessarily saying, hey, we're not ever going to bring some of those beers that we all loved, uh, except for Goon. We're probably never bringing that back because there's like five people out there and you all message us all the time on <laughs> that. You really want your, your, your multi, uh, super pale ale, but we can give you the homebrew recipe and it burned too brightly <laughs> and you can make that. And it sounds harsh cause it's weird. We talk about this a lot and it's a great thing that people have emotional connections to beer brands, but at the end of the day, uh, we have to make beer that a lot of people want to drink. Um, and, and that's where the fun, uh, experimental stuff comes out in the tap room. And, and, uh, if you're loud enough, maybe, uh, and, and bring enough of your friends, we'll bring back all those old beers. Yeah. And you know what? 
I would say about stiff arm, and I'd say for a myriad of styles. As a beer drinker, there's a season for every beer, and football season is definitely the time for stiff arm. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine watching a game in the shoe without a stiff arm. Absolutely. Uh, I will be there in what, three, four weeks. The uh, indoctrinating Freddie with oh, uh, nice. the first game. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, Was yeah. it Akron? Tulsa? Tulsa. Oh, nice. Is it the Golden Hurricane? Yeah. Is that hurricane. Yeah. Singular Hurricane. Yes. Okay. Because the one time there was a hurricane that came through Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I would uh, I, I would recommend it, again, with the uh, crushing responsibly message. Um, one of these in uh, each hand, going back and forth between the two, is uh, quite fantastic. <laughs> Does that count as crush, responsible Most likely crushing? you'll be able to only buy two per... Uh, two beers at a time at the stadium. So, yeah. Freddy's pretty big on the snacks. I think we're going to be up and, and walking around mm-hmm. quite a bit. A lot of hot dog runs, a lot of nacho yeah, it's, stuff. It's, it's, his, his mother's poisoned him with the, the snacking, always with the snacking. Last question on this and theme of the uh, game day episode. What is your favorite in person at Ohio Stadium? What's your favorite moment? Oh, wow. What was the year of the Michigan... Ohio State, two against one. What year was that? 2006. 2006. That was probably the biggest moment. Yeah. Okay. I was there, went out on the field, took some turf home, and planted it yeah. that night in the All backyard. Right. I, I was at that game. It was awesome. I was at the Michigan game with uh, Krenzel, where we won. Mm-hmm. 2002. Mm-hmm. Also amazing. But my, there. I, honestly, Party Columbus was the, my favorite. The Brent I think my line. favorite moment I saw in person was what 2015 when they sucked and Braxton Miller's a quarterback what? and they beat Wisconsin, the Wisconsin game. Yeah. on yeah. the Hail Mary at the buzzer. That was pretty awesome. Dev- that was I Devin think 2013 because the brewery hadn't opened yet. And I remember 2013, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. I had a it was the fickle year. I had a ticket that my buddy in New York, Ross, if he is listening, uh, gave me he like sent me his printout of a ticket. I couldn't even give the oh, ticket yeah, away that, yeah. going into the <laughs> yeah. game, and I and, and like I was like twenty bucks. No, like literally like, give it away. Yeah, and and then and then I tried giving it to someone. Well, then everyone and I, and I had <laughs> I had um, I had land grant business cards, and I'm like I'm opening a brewery in town. If you if this is a fake <laughs> ticket, this is my business card. You can email me. Like I'm not joking. And then it was one of the best. It was one of the best games I've been yeah. to. It was a great game. I mean. It, not not a ton of like stakes there, but like they weren't supposed to win. Like Wisconsin was really good. They had Russell Wilson and uh, Braxton Miller's a freshman, and they pulled it out of the pulled it out of the pulled it out of nowhere. Now, Dan, uh, I think it would have been my first uh, game. Sat with my brother, fifty yard line. Um, it would have been. Belisari's senior year. Oh. That's right. There was a Belisari. That was a quarterback for you. <laughs> was that was that the Illinois game when Belisari? I think play? it was when they when they beat Purdue and Drew Brees. Okay. Yeah, and um, that was just it, it was a the fan, Purdue glory days. Yeah, the um, uh, one of my favorite players ever, uh, Mike Doss. Mike Doss yeah. would come up yeah. and smack people, and he hit some kid, some poor kid, so hard you could hear the smack. <laughs> All the way in the top row, and everyone just goes, "Ooh!" It was, 
that so, and so this I, is 2001. Is that was, Trestle's first year? I think I think that's correct. Or was that no? Tre- that no, might have no, no, been. No, no, that might have been. Yeah, would have been. That might have been. Because Belisari was yeah Cooper's downfall. So that I think that would have been. Krenzel came in for the Michigan game because like a senior. Sorry, got suspended. Well, Mike Doss was a senior on the championship. Yeah. Right. So this might have been 99. 99. Or, um, that probably or, makes sense. Yeah, 99, 2000 season. And um, I, it was uh, the one game um, where, if anyone remembers, Chris Vance um, went absolutely insane. I think insane. another number the only four? time. I was Wasn't he number four or was he, <laughs> he was seven? number four, yeah. 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 He was also on the championship He had like a, a one-handed grab in the corner of the end zone, uh, got a yeah. foot down. Yeah, it was just it. nuts. Wow. Um, yeah, he absolutely destroyed him. I think he had like three touchdowns that game. My favorite, so since since Walt touched on it, I think 2002, it's tough to beat um, because that was the first time, kind of, kind of the Buckeyes are back on the scene, but one of the, I think, I'll go with a game in a loss, but my favorite loss ever, and I've been to a lot of Ohio State games, that 2005 Texas game and the buildup and uh, what yeah. that was and playing Vince Young and really being the better team on the field. Um, Shout well, out to Ryan Hamby. Yeah, well, I wasn't even going to mention it, but uh, Walt and I saved the day. Uh, we had oh, gone yeah. down to visit my parents down in Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati, <laughs> down my parents down in South Carolina, and at the time you could not get Yingling in Ohio. So we, we snuck a keg back from South Carolina, mm-hmm. and we were heroes. Conquering heroes. heroes. And, uh, and we went to game day that day, and it was, I mean, we were in ADEC. That was the loudest I've ever heard, or double, uh, double A or ADEC. We, the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. Um, unfortunately, the Buckeyes came up on the short end, but that team was great in 2005, yeah. and then went on to beat uh, the, uh, the Columbus native Brady Quinn, and uh, Notre Dame in a in a memorable Fiesta yeah that's ball. one of my top watching on TV games mm-hmm. of all time was yeah. that Notre Dame so yeah. so I hope that this new Buckeye team can create some memories and you all can create some memories in Ohio Stadium drinking some stiff arm and uh, and skull session but don't drink too many because you'll forget those memories <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I mean we've talked about the game being on tonight. We've gone on for a while. This is a double episode. This is a Buckeye episode, so it's a it's a long one. We're probably at like forty five minutes or so. Oh man, uh, this, this so, should be the tightest upcoming events. Possible. So so we'll. Uh, oh, we I know sat, Sunday Jeez. we got a huge event. Oh, boy. Uh, with our friends from Crew SC, right? Yeah, we got massive mm-hmm. day going on. We'll just be we'll be brief about it. Come but, on, come on down. But yeah, uh, all kinds of fun crew stuff going on. U.S. Men's National Team playing as well. Music. Uh, we got live music. We got crew trivia. There's prizes. There's giveaways. The MLS Cup will be here. All kinds of fun crew-centric stuff going on. So if you're a crew supporter, come on down for that. Mondays, we've got movie nights. Tibet Momo is here. Great uh, dumplings and noodles from them. Uh, you can dial 313 LG Movie to hear the latest. Um, Black Panther. <laughs> we'll just tell you. We'll tell you. We'll just tell you the name of the movie you want to see. Black Panther's <laughs> playing Monday. Come down for that. It's Labor Day, so uh, you got the day off, so you can get um, nice and ready for that in whatever way you see fit. Black Panther Monday night. Uh, Travi Tuesdays. Our good friend Travis hosts trivia. Uh, it's a great time. Um, and uh, what, what do we have? A, what's our food truck this Tuesday? Main course. Oh, main delicious. course is back. They're locking it in for the full month of September. There you go. They're great. Uh, Wednesday, two fat Indians here. New York Times alumni, two fat Indians here every Wednesday. Thursday through Sunday, of course, Ray Ray's is here. You know that. Um, Music Thursdays. Well, yeah. 
Music Thursdays. Buckeye game. We got Sorry. all right. We got music every Thursday yeah. night. Um, we'll uh, we'll make sure the music is wrapped up for the start of the game for tonight. sure tonight. Um, but every Thursday we got music, and every Sunday afternoon as well. Tonight, mm-hmm. Greg Wolfram Trio is here. Sunday is massive day, so we have music all day long. Um, so you don't have to worry about time on that. But every Sunday afternoon, we have music as well. Yep. And then um, tomorrow, this Friday, we've got the zoo here bringing some animals. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite days. Oh, yeah. They got the, the baby kangaroo. Hops maybe a penguin. Hops. Yeah. The penguin's hopping around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mom yeah, penguins. You got kangaroos. You got everyone. Penguins are very cute, Stink. yet very stinky. And oh, kangaroos are just adorable. Hey, don't forget about that uh, September 25th anniversary, 7th anniversary party. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, you yeah. know that. All right. Well, we've talked a lot. Peace Before. out. Should we wrap this up? Next week, we're staying on theme. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Buckeye Donuts. Oh. Yeah, but what is the name of the beer? Always open. Always open. Open mm-hmm. always, actually. Open always. Close never. Buckeye Donuts beer. It's coming back. Go Bucks. Yeah, go Bucks. Absolutely. Beat mm-hmm. Bucky. For sure. Nope. The no. Gophers. Beat Goldie. Beat Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somewhere in the Midwest. One of those go bucks. animals. Yeah. The Marmots. Tippy Barton. Yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> See, that audio really pops, doesn't it?